Hey guys, before we jump in the episode, I just want to remind you to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. I really appreciate it. It helps me out a lot. It gets the podcast uh, pushed out to more people so we can grow this audience and uh, grow this podcast. So if you feel like it's worthy of one, I'd really appreciate it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. And without any further ado, here's the new episode. What's up, guys? I'm your host, David Lehman. This is the Quack Attic Podcast. Uh, welcome back for another one. This is episode eight. Uh, and this is the, I guess, the first official um, patterning episode where we're going to get into the patterning series, um, how to do it, uh, different variables uh, that are going to affect the patterning. And uh, I think it's going to be cool. So uh, before we kick it off, it's been weather has been crazy here in Arkansas the last couple of days. Uh, currently, I'm looking at my phone and uh, it's showing it that it is six degrees at the at the moment. It feels like negative eleven, and for here, that's you know this doesn't happen super often where we get you know we'll have we'll get down into the teens and and stuff like that. But uh, single digits, you know, we might touch it once here or there, but not not super often. And it's showing that uh, uh, ten a.m. tomorrow being negative one. Um, we're just going to continue to drop overnight. We're getting snow right now. It's super fine, uh, that like super dry, powdery snow. So, um, it is accumulating, but not a whole lot. So I just, uh, I really wish all of this would have happened, you know, a month ago or a month and a half ago up North and, and, uh, push the birds down a little bit better than it did. So a little disappointing it's happening now, but, uh, I, uh, I went looking for birds. I, I took a trip down to my grandparents uh, today, and uh, on my way back, I, I checked some spots, and I haven't seen any birds the last couple of days. A couple of geese here and there flying, but nothing on the ground, really. Uh, all, all my geese that I was hunting are gone. They've moved on and, and uh, made their way somewhere else. But, yeah, super cold, and uh, for us, very, very cold. Uh, we just not used to this. I, I I don't mind it though. I like the cold weather. Uh, my best friend's dad is in um, Florida right now and it's like 80 degrees where he is and he was sending us pictures, me and my buddy John, uh, he was sending us pictures of him sitting by the pool and and uh, yeah, so he was enjoying it. He does not like the cold. So <laughs> anyway, well with all that said, let's just dive right into it. So this is going to be uh, part one of the uh, patterning series. We're going to talk about last week. Uh, we talked about kind of the unofficial way of patterning, how I do it at least. And this week we're going to talk about the official way to pattern your gun, um, and get a, a, a real pre- more precise, accurate way, uh, or, uh, yeah, more, more precise and accurate way of, of telling, you know, what your pattern's doing and uh, how consistent it is. So, uh, you know, the unofficial way I said, you know, I use poster board, but for the for the official way to do it, you're supposed to use a four by four sheet of paper. Um 
In my case, I've got some 4 by 4 sheets of cardboard um, that I got from work that were used in some packaging that I got to, to bring home that was just going to get thrown away. So that was uh, fortunate for me. Um, they, they say that 4 by 4 sheet of paper at 40 yards... And there's a couple different ways to do it. If uh, if you want 95% statistical certainty, as they say, uh, shoot five shells, so five patterns. So that would be like five Kent Fast Steel 2.0s out of your factory modified choke at 40 yards. If you want 98% statistical certainty, uh, you shoot 10 shells and then... For engineering and research purposes, you're supposed to shoot 20 shells. Now, obviously, that could get really expensive. And even five can get expensive um, if you're just shooting out of boxes of shells that you're buying from the store. If you use Pattern Pack, you can you can save a lot of money. Um, I typically shoot three, and that's through different chokes. So, but this spring, when it gets nice and, and we've got some good weather, I am going to do at least a minimum of three shells per choke tube. Um, I may do five. We'll see. I may pick like a few um, particular shells that I want to pattern, which are, like I said in the last episode, is going to be all boss shot shells for me. Uh, I, I am have made the decision to switch to boss shot shells exclusively. That's all I'm going to shoot um, for lots of reasons, but the main reason being they are really well built shells. the The quick patterns I did this year with them just really looked nice. Um, I will say I shot the three five stack. I got those in my um, my pattern pack order that I made earlier in the year. And the three five stack didn't pattern real well for me, but the two and three quarter inch fives and the three inch fours both patterned very well. Um, I'm not really sure why it was such a difference, but for some reason it was, I just, it, it just, the, the, uh, the three five stack just, I just didn't feel like it patterned super great out of the chokes I have um, of course, I didn't pattern it through my factory modified, which I would probably like to do uh, in the in the future. So maybe I'll do that this year too. Maybe I'll get some more of those and try them out. But I have currently, I do have uh, some boxes of the two and three quarter fives, the originals, and the three inch uh, four shot. So definitely be patterning those. So anyway, back to how to do this. So for, we've got our 4x4 four four sheet of paper. We're at 40 yards. Let's say we're going to do the five shells to get the 95% accuracy. Um, once you shoot your shell, so you've shot your first shell, you've, you've created your first pattern, what you're going to do is you are going to find the densest part of that pattern, wherever it may be, and you're going to then draw a 30-inch circle around that and then inside of that 30-inch circle, you're going to draw a 20-inch circle, concentric circle, uh, inside of it. So once you've drawn your circles, then you're going to draw a vertical and horizontal axis. So you're going to create quadrants, essentially. Um, 
So what you do is you're going to count the pellets in each segment um, and add those up. Or sorry, getting ahead of myself here. You're going to count your pellets that hit inside of that 30-inch circle. And then once you shoot your next shells, your next pattern, so you shoot four more patterns, you count all those pellets in those 30-inch circles, add them together, divide them, take a simple average, and that's going to give your average pellet count uh, for for that shell and that choke. So you can do that with the 20 inch circle as well and you can kind of you can kind of get your density and uh you can see i guess the kind of the um oh what's the what's the word i'm looking for here the uh point of impact i guess so there's a few different uh you get your overall percentage of pellet hits in the 30 inch circle so you can figure that out just by what I just said. You know, you're counting out your how many pellets are in your 30-inch circle and adding those together and dividing them by the number of shells you shot. The evenness of distribution within the 30-inch circle, you can kind of see that. And then the center of impact versus the point of aim. So that would be I'm aiming right here. My center of impact is, you know, this many inches from that, from that uh, point of aim. So... Your um, your hit distribution, uh, you compare your hits in the 20-inch versus the 30-inch, so that'll kind of tell you, you know, how many, how, how tight and, and uniform that pattern is. Uh, and then you compare the quadrants, so you can do the, the total hits in um, quadrants 1 through 4. So you got to think you're going to have 8 total sections, so you've got your 30-inch circle, your 20 inch circle and then you've split that with a vertical and horizontal axis so that let's say left to right in your top left quadrant you're going to have two sections um, in that quadrant and so the outer sections we'll call one two three and four that'll be your 30 inch circle and then your uh, 20 inch circle we'll call those sections um, five six seven and eight so you can you can compare those and get down like really specific with your, you know, your smaller 20 inch circle and, and how much that pattern is spreading out from the, from the center of impact, which is really good to know. I mean, that, that kind of tells you, you'll be able to see really well, you know, if there's any holes in that pattern and, and if there's inconsistencies in the pellet distribution throughout that pattern, uh, that's something that I have never done I've done the circle. I've done the 30-inch circle before, uh, but I've never done the 30, 20, and then splitting it up into the quadrants. And I think if I had of, it would have been way more revealing. I, you know, I think back to some of the patterns I've done, and when you're just looking at it, you know, you're looking at all these little holes in a piece of paper, sometimes it's you can see these holes in the pattern, but it's kind of difficult to really see it all as a whole, I guess, if that makes sense, the pattern as a whole. Um, what I used to do, and what I will, I, when I start doing this, I won't do this anymore probably, but what I used to do is I would like take a Sharpie or a pen and I would circle the spots that I thought was a big enough hole where, you know, you could fit, you know, maybe like two softballs through or something, like something the size of a teal 
or a, like a shoveler, kind of a medium-sized duck. And I would draw circles in my pattern to try and find the holes. And if I, if I felt like there were too many holes, then I would scrap that shell and I'm, you know, I'm not going to shoot that one. I'm going to move on to the next one. Um, this way gives you a lot more accuracy. Uh, it's going to give you a much more precise way of determining what shells you want to shoot and what shells you don't want to shoot. So that's kind of what I like about this way, and I'm excited to try it um, this uh, this spring with, with various shells and see what things look like. So uh, one of the things that I want to talk about really quick with the center of impact versus your point of aim, you know, something that everyone should think about is when you buy a shotgun it comes with shim kits and for the longest time I never messed with them you know I think a lot of guys just get their shotgun they put them in you know they put the shims in the box or the case or whatever and they forget about them a lot you know maybe you lose them or whatever but you should really really you should you should utilize those it makes a huge huge difference so when I bought my first shotgun, it was the Benelli Supernova, and I didn't shim it, you know, I just took it out as was, and because I didn't know any better, and, you know, I was still figuring everything out for myself, and, and, uh, I start, I read this article one day about the shim kits, and, and casting, dropping your shotgun, you know, to fit you, kind of a, you know, fitting your shotgun for yourself, without it being done professionally, so, I read this article and I went and did it with my Benelli Supernova and I had always been okay at shooting clays, you know, just in, in the yard and, and, uh, going out with guys and just, you know, screwing around shooting stuff, uh, shooting clays with hand throwers and little spring loaded throwers and stuff. And so I went and, and did the, you know, I shimmed my gun and dropped it for what I fit me best and fit my eye. And the next time I went out and shot, there was it was a very noticeable difference in in my accuracy of shooting. And so, when you when you do this, so to to define these terms, so cast shims, move your stock slightly left or right, and then drop shims. Uh, fine-tune the height of your stock um, or in the comb of your stock. So when you when you get your gun, so this is how you can do this. And by the way, this information I got from uh, NRA family, I believe, .org. Uh, it was really, really good information. Um, this was not the original cast and shim or cast and drop article that I read. I believe it was a DU article in an old magazine from like, gosh, that would have been probably like 2013 or something. But uh, anyway, so what you do is you focus on a spot in the wall and you mount your gun um, and you point it at that spot without looking at your bead on the end of your barrel. So when you push your muzzle towards the target while pressing, so you push, sorry, push the muzzle towards the target 
while pressing the stock to your face. So like just like you're bringing it up to mount, and that will you will be able to tell if you're off or not, and then you adjust accordingly. And the shims in your in your user manual, it will have a a chart that tells you the shims will be labeled either with letters or numbers. Uh, I think mine are. I think some of mine were Roman numerals, maybe even, but you you adjust according to that. So if if you've picked your spot out and you bring up your gun and your natural eye and you're looking at your spot and you look at your bead and you're below it, you need to raise that. You need to shim up. If you you know are left or right, then you adjust accordingly to that with the with the cast shims. So. I have to shim my shotguns down. One of the ways that I was dis- that I read and I had described to me was when you shoulder your shotgun when it's when it's shimmed correctly and fit to you, you shouldn't have to crane your neck over the comb to look down the barrel at your bead. It should be a very natural head placement and almost vertical. And so that's how I shim mine. I drop my stocks down um and i shim i believe to the right i'd have to pull my you know pad off and look for sure but i believe i shim to the right um and that way my head is almost vertical looking directly down the barrel and that is the first thing i did when i bought my retail i immediately got it i did this where i picked a spot on the wall did all this figured out where I was and adjusted accordingly. Now I know that typically when I get a shotgun, I have to drop it, you know, as with the biggest drop shim that they have um, in the, that comes with the gun. That's what I typically do. Uh, that's what works best for me. And it's going to be different for everybody. It's just what happens naturally with your eye and how you mount the gun but it's very, very important. I'm telling you, the first time I did it, it was so amazing the difference that it made in my shooting and how much better I got at shooting once I did that. It made a world of difference, and it was really, really amazing. Um, oh, let's see. For every So one of the things that it said on this website that I, I took this from, some of this information from, was... Uh, it, it specified for every two inches that you're off, um, you need one eighth inch adjustment um, in the appropriate direction. So it's uh, that's you know not it doesn't seem like a lot an eighth of an inch you know, but it makes a huge difference. So they say that a pattern at 16 yards that's two inches from your point of aim. So you're so your center of impact is two inches from your point of aim is good, which I would say is you know really really good. Um, mine uh, are pretty pretty dang close like that. So uh, it's definitely something if you've never um, fit your gun to yourself with your shim kits that come with it, I would highly highly encourage you to do so. Um, it it makes a lot of difference. It definitely helps you out a bunch. And uh, it could it could change how many ducks you down, you know. I uh, I feel pretty confident these days that if if a duck is anywhere within you know forty yards or in, I feel pretty confident that if I pull the trigger, it's gonna drop. So, uh, and that's 
that has come from patterning and fitting my gun to myself. It's, you know, I've done my homework on what the pattern looks like, and that gives you so much confidence when you're out in the field and you pull up on a bird, you know, it just kind of becomes the thought of, yep, that bird's going down. And that's how I've, that's kind of how I feel, you know. We don't, you know, shoot tons of numbers, but what we do shoot, we typically get them on the ground. So uh, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to have that kind of confidence out in the field. And we kind of talked about that in, in an early, early episode. I believe it was episode two. Uh, or, or sorry, yeah, episode two or three, confidence is key, but um, this has a lot to do with it. I mean, it just, it's a it's a huge confidence boost, but um, to close this one out, I want to talk about the Pattern Pack Ammo um, and kind of tell you what all you can get from them. The, uh, the selection, the last time I looked, and I don't believe it's changed since then, um, it's, it's pretty lengthy. So the, I'm going to read to you the options that you have. You have boss shot shells, federal bismuth, um, federal black cloud steel, federal black cloud TSS, federal sea duck speed shock, heavy hammer, heavy shot duck, heavy X, Kent bismuth, Kent fast steel 2.0, migra stack load, Migra Steel Tungsten, and Winchester Blindside. Of those loads, they are all either one and an eighth ounce or up to one and a half. So the shots, and they've got multiple shot sizes of most of them. There's a few of them, they've only got one. So let's see. Um, in the boss, you have two, three, three, five stack, and four shot. In the Federal Bismuth, you've got four and five. In the Federal Black Cloud Steel, you've got four. Federal Black Cloud TSS, you've got a 3.9 stack and a BB7 stack. Uh, the Federal Sea Duck Speed Shock, which doesn't really apply to any of us here in the Midwest, um, in the South, uh, it's got uh, two, two BB stack, four, four six stack, or triple Bs. The Heavy Hammer's got three and fours, which I think is all they make in Heavy Hammer, if I recall that correctly. Um, the Heavy Shot Duck, you can get in two or six. The Heavy X, you can get two, four, or BB. Kent Bismuth, you can only get three shot. Kent Fast Steel 2.0, you can only get one or two. Um, oh, sorry. In the Kent Fast Steel 2.0, in the one and a quarter ounce load, you can get one and two. In the one and three eighths ounce load, you can get BBs. Uh, Migra stack load, you can get one three stack, two three stack, or two and BB stack. In the Migra steel tungsten, you can get two five stack. And the Winchester blindside, you can only get two. So out of all of them, let's see, there's only one, two, three, four, where the only option is to get one shot size. So you can really pick what you want to shoot, and you can get a really good idea. Um... You know, I'm I'm kind of partial to boss at this point, but the Kent Bismuth is what I shot at the very beginning of this year. I got one box of it. It was the uh, number four size shot, um, and it patterned really, really, really good for me. It shot very well, and the Kent Fast Steel has always patterned well for me. 
um, heavy hammer. I shot a bunch this year and I've still got some, uh, that I'll use up, uh, next year too. And it's shot well. And of course, heavy metal is a, is a fan favorite. I know a lot of guys really like the Migra. Uh, personally, I did not care for it. It did not pattern well out of any of the chokes that I own. Uh, I didn't try it through factory. I tried it through pattern master code black anaconda and, um, the Carlson's mid range, but, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't do great for me, but I know a lot of guys shoot it and a lot of guys really like it. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock it because, you know, I just, I haven't really gone in depth into testing it, but personally at this point, I'm just not going to, because I prefer, uh, the boss after shooting it and seeing what it was all about. So, that's kind of, I kind of combined two topics for different episodes into this one with the talking about the fitting your gun to yourself, but uh, it just seemed to kind of, it, as I started going, I kind of thought about it and I was like, well, that kind of fits. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to potentially have uh, some guests on soon. I know I've been saying that for a while, but I'm, I'm hoping to maybe get somebody on here um soon to talk about this with me and uh we can go a little bit more in depth and ask some questions and get to know some people and uh see what they think about some of this stuff so with that being said go pattern your gun this spring it's it's fun you get to shoot it's uh it's very informative and uh can really help you change um change the uh outcome of your season uh, coming up. So it's a really good thing to do. I would love to hear if, if you do go, if you listen to this and you do go pattern your gun, you know, shoot me a message on Instagram at the quack addict podcast. Let me know how you did. Let me know what you thought about it. Tell me, you know, what, uh, what you did, you know, maybe you changed some things up to, to fit what you need to do and, and, uh, you know, make it, uh, kind of your own way of patterning. So, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see, you know, tell me what guns you're shooting, what chokes you're shooting, uh, what shells you like to shoot, what, what duck loads are, are your favorites. And, uh, I'd really love to hear what everybody has to say and, uh, would be really interested in what everybody's shooting out there. So anyway, once again, go leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts, share with your friends, keep pushing it out there. Um, it's growing slowly and it's, it's getting a little bit bigger each time we do this. And, uh, it's really exciting. And I think there's going to be, uh, some really cool stuff coming in the future that, uh, hopefully you guys will, will enjoy. And hopefully some things that y'all will benefit from, uh, maybe some, uh, some cool things that I can do for listeners. So with that being said, we're going to, uh, get on out of here. And we'll see you guys next time.